Professor Flimflam, she's Wonko. And if there was one episode of this entire six seasons we'd had to record three times so far due to technical errors and general fuckery, it would not have been season five, episode eight, Little Problems. Hi, Fran. Hey. <laughs> Hi again. <laughs> Attempt number uh, three and counting. And how much did we enjoy it even the first time? Um, you know, not very much. Mm. I'm just gonna say, I'll, the first the first time we attempted to record this, Flam took her mobile studio to a different yeah. house because mm-hmm. she's currently getting like a bunch of renovations done and there's diggers in the garden and stuff. Yeah. Um, the mobile studio involved a special adapter for the microphone, two iPads, yep. and yep. an empty house that she just happened to have access to. She didn't break it. It's in. not mine. It's not mine. <laughs> and I didn't break it. I didn't break in. I had legal access to it. We didn't burn him. Um. <laughs> <laughs> However, however, that fucked up. The mo the mobile studio solution weirdly meant that you could hear. Wonko leaking from my headphones into my microphone at all times. It was terrible. It was it was ghastly. And I... also and also it looked as if I'd stopped recording. I hadn't, it was still recording, but it just gave no indication that it was still receiving any signal. Yeah. It was So it was it was a general fuck up. I don't I don't ever want to leak out of no. headphones. I could you know Ew. You know, just mm, Ew. second time. This is a funny one. Mm. This is a new one. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah. Second this time. This is new and exciting. That evening, back in her own oh, house, God. the workmen were yeah. gone, mm-hmm. and um, there was just like a seven to ten second delay of lag, and it was getting worse and worse as the recording progressed. And I was like, we were doing this thing where I would be like, <laughs> I say one, two, three, and then you say four when you hear the three, and there was like seven to ten seconds, and I was just like, are you joke? Are you actually taking the piss? Because sometimes I, she does just fucking <laughs> fuck with me, you know? Little bit. Little bit. Sometimes. And then, would you know it, we get to the end and I'm like, this is awful. I'm never going to be able to edit this. And then she suddenly goes, oh my god, and then froze, which was extremely funny. Um, mm-hmm. Because it turned out, guess what, guys? She was on someone else's Wi-Fi the whole time. Someone else's mm. Wi-Fi... She doesn't know who it belongs to, and she doesn't know how she has the password. So <laughs> no, must must be a neighbour. Must must be one of my neighbours that I don't just don't remember hopping on their Wi-Fi ever. <laughs> but, um, and I so regret telling you that's what the problem was. Because <laughs> now every time I see her, I'm like, "What Wi-Fi are you on? Are you on your own Wi-Fi?" I've I've told every device in the house to forget that that network. <laughs> I bet it reappears. I bet it does. <laughs> so we've checked the recording. But, so the first, the first one wasn't my fault. No, it was my second f- one was Falkhorn Voices' fault. Yeah, um, I re- I relayed all this to friend of the show Goblin, mm. and she replied in a voice note, "You're a saint," <laughs> which, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I replied. I was like, you know, ah, no, I don't really think any of that was her fault because I'm talking about dealing with you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really think any of that was her fault. Like, why you would never think to check 
that you were on your own Wi-Fi, you would just assume that you were. Like that's yeah. Um, yeah. and she it's, re- went, it's not unreasonable, is it? <laughs> yeah, no. And she went, oh, maybe I don't mean a saint. You know, just the way that you keep powering through. And I'm like, I think the phrase you're looking for is stubborn motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, bloody minded. <laughs> so here we are again. Uh, we're so near the end. Stubborn motherfucker one and stubborn motherfucker two. Yeah. Finally, finally uh, recording. Welcome to the... F- Welcome the to the Flogging a Dead Horse podcast. Hopefully the episode that will go out. Little yeah. Problems, Season 5, Episode 8. Let's go! And we've said half hour episode, mate, and we're five minutes in, so yeah, well, 25, 25 minute discourse, mate. 25 minute discourse, right. Okay, so yeah. how we've done it in the previous two versions of this podcast <laughs> <laughs> is there are basically three plot threads which happen independently from each other yeah. until the end when they all come back together. So we start in start in a big lump and then three mm-hmm. threads go off and then they connect together at the end, right? So what they, we... they are three very flimsy threads that combine to make really quite a weak bit of string. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's shit, lads. I don't know. Like, yeah. yeah. Every other every previous episode that we've started has started with my line I've got a little problem with this episode right <laughs> <laughs> my first little problem is that I thought this was a different episode I thought this was the episode where Gabrielle is shrunk down to a miniature size which <laughs> unfortunately is not an, a fever dream that is, is actually an episode that we have to deal with in a couple of episodes time <sighs> yeah yeah mm. so that's coming <laughs> that this is a different um, we need a kind of Lucy Light episode we need a way for Lucy Lawless to do her most of her acting for this episode in the studio sitting down yeah Um, and so therefore we get a Xena's soul is in someone else's body thing again we do again we do yeah so how it begins there are some thugs stealing things from Aphrodite's temple. And yes. So we've we've got we've got head goon filching a, a necklace from the cleavage of Aphrodite's um polystyrene statue that mm-hmm. they've wheeled out again. And and saying, No, that's what I call a treasure chest. <coughs> and that kind of sets the tone for the whole episode. Yeah. I would laugh mm. at the joke, but I've heard it three times. I know. So- <laughs> it's not even a joke. It's that's that's how shit the, the episode is. And and they 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 don't play fair. We we get um so someone will say, Oh, who's gonna stop us defiling the temple and or something like that? And the doors fly open and there are Zena and Gabrielle and they say, We're gonna stop you and we get the good fight music. Haven't had the good fight music for a while. And it's a it's not a bad fight. It's quite good. Zena does a bit of jumping up and down uh, in her condition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're getting more really good Gabrielle fights these days. So it starts off really promisingly and the, the warriors run away, run away. Um, and it all goes downhill from there. Yeah, it's a total bait and switch this episode. It pretends it's going to be mm. good and then it turns out, oh, fucking hell. Um, quite the reverse. <laughs> so... After they run the goons out, Aphrodite appears and is like, oh my god, I'm totally bodacious. I'm still a 90s surfer girl. 
Um, <laughs> and like, but uh, basically, right, she's getting a lot of like bling these days. She's getting a lot of donations mm-hmm. because she's allowing uh, her temple to be used as a sort of hospital for unfortunates. And yeah. one of said unfortunates is this little girl who's in a coma mm. called Daphne. And uh, apparently there's no, like, not a lot of hope for her. Um, and Xena, because she's a big fucking pussy these days and is just basically yeah. like that, hormones. that bit from Wonder Woman where she's like, oh, a baby! Uh, anytime she sees a child, she's all like... <laughs> she's all like, oh my goodness. So she's like, you know, looking at this child all sad with her tortured face on going, oh kid, if I could change places with you and give you another chance at life... I'd do it in a heartbeat. And Aphrodite is like, okay. Poof. <laughs> <laughs> so, Xena, um, Lucy's body, gets to spend mm-hmm. most of this episode just lying down. Nice. Which sounds, sounds good. <laughs> I was going to say, imagine lying down and getting paid for it. And then I thought, no. actually, no, I, that's not what I want to do. No, no. Thanks for including <laughs> it anyway. So... <laughs> However, Aphrodite, as is her wont, has fucked this up because she intended to swap yeah. like their life force. But what she's actually done is put Xena's soul into Daphne's body at the same time as Daphne. Yeah. Um. So this is very much an Autolycus situation that we've got going on Oh, completely. Here. Completely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this little girl, what's her name again? You found out her name. Daphne. No, no, the, the actor. Oh, Rose McIver. We'll, we'll Rose, talk about her a bit later. More Rose about her McIver. later. Rose McIver. McIver. So, yeah. of all the people who have played Xena in Xena Warrior Princess, yeah. um, Lucy Lawless, yes. Hudson Leake, yes. Renny O'Connor, very briefly, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Bruce Campbell, famously, and Rose McIver! And whoever Rose the McIver. fuck she is and this is the last time this happens thankfully <laughs> <laughs> and th- and that's not including all the Lucy Lawless playing Meg playing Diana playing yeah Zena. there's all sorts of <laughs> combos all yeah. sorts of fuckery going on yeah um so Zena is inhabiting this little girl's body at the same time as the little mm. girl and the one one of the threads here is that the little girl who's lost her mum, but she doesn't remember why or how it happened. And her dad um, is struggling. You know, he's a struggling single dad. And one of the threads, which is the one we'll deal with now, is Lucy, no, not Lucy, Xena. Xena. (laughs) Xena's fucking family therapy session. Right? Yes. So so she's trying to heal the rift. um, Because she's had a rift herself. She knows what it's like. Yeah. Wants to heal the rift between father and daughter. Yeah. Uh, so this is where the this is very like the Autolycus um, body possession yeah. thing comes into play because the way she can talk to uh, Daphne is through reflections in yeah. a mirror, in a water bar, in a shiny knife. So yeah. so that's the that's the communication method. <laughs> Who is this girl I see? <laughs> <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> Why is my it reflection means... someone I don't know? Um, Why is my reflection <laughs> like one one for eight taller than I am? <laughs> so, um, mm. basically, Zena, do not quit your day job. You're not cut out to be a therapist because her entire routine, like this, is her her only 
her only advice. fucking advice, broken record style. Talk to your dad. Oh, Daphne, talk to your dad. He's gonna. Your dad loves you. I tried. He talk doesn't to want dad. to hear it. <laughs> oh, try again. Try again. Talk to him again. Talk to your dad. Uh, and she he hates try. me. No, talk to him. <laughs> she does try and talk to her dad, and asks like, <laughs> "How did mommy die?" And um, <laughs> he's, and the dad's he's grieving. Like, he's yeah, grieving. Yeah. The dad's all Guns like, slack. "Bad enough that she's dead without you reminding me of her." You know, like all sorts <laughs> of fucking like mm, yeah, good that, parenting. That child's gonna remember <laughs> that. You know, like mm-hmm. that's gonna be the trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little bit, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of trauma in your life. <laughs> a little bit of Xena in your mind. <laughs> so, um, there's various things that happen while Xena is inside this little girl's body, but we'll come back to those because they actually intersect with a different plot point. Um, yeah. But the culmination of the talk to your dad is that Daphne yeah. goes to the goes to the sea to do fishing. She goes to the only beach in ancient New Greaseland. Yes, and she's doing fishing over a cliff. <laughs> she did, <laughs> and because um, she, she wants to catch a fish to cook for her dad, so that they can bond over him being a fisherman or whatever. Yeah, it's and, a grand gesture. Yeah, and but but her being there it triggers a memory, and she remembers that she was here before. I've been here before. Yes, so have we. It's the only beach. <laughs> <laughs> 13 times a season for the last five years. <laughs> exactly. And um, and she remembers now because, she, oh my goodness, before she fell in. She fell in, lads. And her she mum fell in the in. water. She fell in, in the water. Yeah, mum jumped in to save her and succeeded, but she drowned herself. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so sad. It was my fault. It was my fault mommy died. Yeah, it was. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now she's admitted that. They can move forward as a, as a guilt-ridden, broken family. Yeah. And <laughs> the dad comes running in from stage left going like, don't ever come here on alone. Don't ever come here. Uh, you know, because he's got a, he's having a bit of a PTSD thing there as well. Cause he, yeah. So, and and then, he, blame, he blames himself for not having been there to save both of them. Yeah. Except what would it's, most likely have He's happens. a man and it's all about him. Yeah. Except maybe he would all have drowned, you know. Maybe he yeah. would have drowned too, left her an orphan. That's all we need um, <laughs> so she runs away from him at this point because she's all sad and and she mm-hmm. is lying on the ground crying and and Zena's giving her a pep talk about um, even if your mommy had known she would die she would still have done it you know uh, someone told me my accents were good the other day it's not true <laughs> uh, someone told you one specific accent well, was good yeah, yeah. oh no she no they did say accents but it was in the context of one specific yeah. very good accent <laughs> so uh, Zena's like you know your mum had known she would die she would still would have done it and I know because I'm about to be a mother myself and I'm like Zena Zena mm-hmm. aren't you forgetting something aren't you forgetting someone <laughs> poor Solon poor yeah. old Solon I mean I know you didn't do a lot of active mothering of him but like <laughs> you did you did do what was best for him against your own interests so yeah. you know i really feel that you should have known this already and you don't need the, <laughs> you don't need the sprog that's about to be born yeah to... big as as a mother energy as, as a mother <laughs> yeah <laughs> had 
had I not been about to be a mother, I wouldn't have given two shits about you. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have understood that parents (laughs) will do things for their children. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) At this Mm. point, this plotline now intersects with one of the other plotlines, right? Which is the... um, the leader of the goon squad mm-hmm. has got a grudge against Zena, right? Because she drew on his face with crayon or something when they were younger and he <laughs> now finds he thinks he's so hideous that he has to wear a mask. It's big Yeah, this is this is the man in the iron pie dish, isn't it? Yeah, man in the iron mask motherfucker. By the way, slight diversion and it'll not be too long. Alexand- mm. Alexandre Dumas book, The Man in the Iron Mask, what a load of shit. <laughs> I got my wife got me one of those hundred book scratch off things that you get, you know, those posters. Yeah. For Christmas. And that's on there. And why it's on there I don't know, because what I discovered when reading it and how it made no fucking sense was mm. that it's not even a book in its own right. It's just the third section of yeah. a much longer book in the original French. Um, and it's just published in three parts when it's translated into English and yeah. the different publishers sort of pick a different starting point. Yeah, they make point. the split in a different... They're yeah. just, so like any like the versions of The Man in the Iron Mask you read, they might start here, they might start there, who knows? They, but, they might start in the middle of a sentence, it makes no <laughs> sense at all. Because <laughs> I, I, I started listening to an audiobook that I got on Libby and um, as I usually do with classics, when they're a bit dense, I I read a few. I read like chapter summaries as I go along, just to check I'm not missing anything. Yeah. And I started yeah. to read the chapter summaries, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is nothing like what I've been listening. That to. doesn't happen. That didn't that happen didn't, in chapter that seven. That didn't happen. What the fuck? And yeah, it wasn't it even was, a chapter eighteen. It was because my audiobook started sixteen, no, twenty six, twenty six chapters. Before <laughs> this version <laughs> of the Man in the Iron Mask began, that's just... quite that's quite a leap, isn't it? Yeah, twenty six chapters. It's absolutely fucking. Anyway, I don't recommend it. It was shit. I have, however, recently read The Count of Monte Cristo, which is a lot better. Yes, although I did foolishly yeah, that's quite good. listen to a sixty year audiobook after over four days. So by the Oof. end of it, I felt like I was the one who'd been in the fucking dungeon. So. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, that was quite oof, that was quite depressing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the point. So Man in the Iron Mask Motherfucker so, is um wants revenge against Xena. So in the previous two um incarnations of of this episode that that failed, <laughs> as as you know, we couldn't remember this guy's name and I kind of had it in my head it was something slightly medical, like hernia or something. I don't know where I got that from. Herpes. It's it's herpes. It's Theron, like Charlize. Oh. So it's Charlie's and the Goons, is, is what we've got. <laughs> anyway, so Would this... you give a big Las Vegas welcome to Charlie's and the Goons? <laughs> this guy is a fucking knob. So ten winters yeah. ago, Zena apparently disfigured him, and now he wants revenge, but he's not been actively seeking it, it's just he happened to run into her, so he's like, I've been yeah. waiting ten years to happen to run into you, Zena. Like... <laughs> she took half my face. Yeah, she didn't. She didn't. He's got a, even he's got a little bad. scar. It's he's not got a little scar. His it's face fine. is really it's not fine. not that bad, honestly. I don't yeah. think. I think if you're walking down the street, you genuinely wouldn't even look twice. He he wouldn't even make it onto a Channel Four documentary. No, honestly, maybe a Channel Five documentary. Yeah, you maybe. know. <laughs> <laughs> My life with the crayon drawing face. <laughs> 
<laughs> she melted a wax crayon and stuck it on my face. <laughs> um, okay, so mm. he sends his goons out to get Xena and bring her, right? So yeah. the first thing they try and do is go for Xena's, Xena's inert body, which Gabrielle has moved to a cave. Gabrielle fights and, them off with a rather and, good... Oh, yes. Good sequence. Rather good, fight, good, good fight. fight sequence of whipping them all with burning with a burning whip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pretty classy. It is pretty good. Yeah, so she she grabs Xena's whip from the inert body and kind of yeehaws them. Um and then for no reason at all she kind of lets it go in one of the sort of burning brands on the wall, yeah. so it's so it's a burning thing. And it's this is one of those little nods to New Zealand culture, to Maori culture. She, it's basically a poi thing so that the burning oh. thingies that you sometimes see jugglers and circus type dudes doing mm-hmm. but it, yeah it's it's a it's a poi it's a maori sort of tra- sort of training for um you know it's a play thing but it's training for yeah. battle yeah well that's new information that wasn't in, in any either of the previous two recordings so no i so i i ha- <laughs> I had to rewatch this fucking episode this morning because you know what my memory's like. And I did watch it on double speed, but I slowed it down for the good bits, which were basically all the Gabrielle fighting bits. Yeah. And so, and that, yeah, I, it, it kind of twigged. I, I twigged that that's what was going on. Well done, friend. So nice. Yeah. It was all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we should do every episode three times. Yeah. <laughs> so they fail to get Xena's body and Aphrodite says something that they don't quite understand at the time about what do you want a spiritless body for anyway? Mm. Right. Then there happened to be in the village square. Gabrielle's like, Aphrodite, would you shut the fuck up? (laughs) Um, Not in front of the goons. (laughs) They happen to be in the village square because they don't want to go back and speak to man in the iron mask motherfucker because he gets a bit ratty. When they don't, when they fail, yeah, he he. Do, they they don't want to want to admit that they've been having already been sent packing by Zena and Gabrielle. They don't want to admit that they've been sent packing by the shorter blonde woman. Yeah, just the the Gabrielle on her own, man. Oof. Yeah. Um. But just so happens that Daphne with Zena tagging along, yeah. um, is in the marketplace, and there happens to be a runaway horse, which Zena decides to horse. take over the body. <laughs> take over Daphne's body yeah. and uh, run up, do the little war cry, like <laughs> uh, somersault, all that shit, yeah. uh, in order to land on the horse and sort of like cam the fucker down. Whoa, boy, whoa. So, the goon squad, it's like the geek squad, except they don't fix your computer. Um, <laughs> the goon squad are like, mm, yes, that makes total sense. Xena's spirit is inside that little girl's body. <laughs> It's just could, awkward could it, razor. <laughs> oh, you can be on my quiz team. <laughs> Don't. Could, could it? Could it be? Could it be that there's a little girl who idolizes Xena and um, thinks, "I'll save there's there's a crazy horse. I'll save the day and pretend I'm Xena." No, it must be that the spirit of Xena is in the body of a small child. Yep. And so they go and attempt to grab this little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, however, they go and get her while she's at crying at her mummy's grave. <laughs> awesome. Um, and Zena takes over the body again, and apparently Zena taking over the body gives you like increased muscle mass and strength because she fucking kicks all their asses in the little yep. girl's body. So it's it's 
it's all about you know it's not Confidence. what you got it's what you do what's what you do with it isn't it it's, yeah. um, <laughs> so i was very distracted then because yeah. the bird of prey just flew right very close to my window with something in its claws i've just seen a murder was it a squirrel <laughs> no i couldn't see i couldn't see squirrel. what it was squirrel but that was quite that was quite exciting yeah squirrel it wasn't a squirrel more exciting <laughs> than listening to me for sure because you stopped completely <laughs> it was really it was really interesting though it was really cool <laughs> So they fail to get that fail to get Xena again, and so they realise yep. that they're no match for a little girl. <laughs> so they go and <laughs> so they go and kidnap uh, Daphne's dad instead, and take yeah. him back and issue an ultimatum, which Gabrielle and Xena read together, um, mm. and it's um, come to get come, get here by sundown or we kill him. Now at this point. Gabrielle and Aphrodite have been off on their subplot, which we'll now deal with in a sec. Oh, and do we this have is to? where Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where it intersects yeah. with that. Okay. And um Xena's like, they now know how to get Xena back into her own body. And Xena's like, there's no time yeah. to do that now. And I'm like, really? Because like Aphrodite can teleport, but they've told her she's not allowed to use her powers in this episode except for some at things. all. Except that except she for some things does. She she's protected the cave, which is why they can't get to Xena's body. Yeah. She she does something I forget what else she does. She's I'm pretty sure she fucking arbitrary. teleports the Xena's body. No, because she says something about all this manual labour. Oh, well it's stupid. Gro- um, totally grody or something. Oh yeah. Well it's dumb. So yeah. Xena in as Daphne goes to rescue the dad and they have a bonding moment while yeah. she takes him out of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Xena Xena or Daphne as Xena picks the locks on his handcuffs. With, uh, and he, with and the he finger says, bones of some old corpse. Do you know she, is it? Yeah. I didn't notice that. You might Classy. see that she used a skeleton key. <laughs> <laughs> was it actually with finger bones or did you it say was. Did he, was? I that... think it was. Okay. I think okay. it actually was. I, don't, I mean, I, yeah, I, can't, I didn't notice that. I'm not going to swear to that. Like, it might not be true, but it and, feels true. And I'm true. certainly not going not gonna to go back and watch it again. Fuck no. It, it, and he says, oh, where did you, you learn to do that? And she says, oh, from a friend. And then because for some reason Xena can only talk to the kid when there's a reflection, like she can't just <laughs> talk in her head, she uh, she says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna give your body over to you now. You go and talk to your dad." <laughs> <laughs> and, and this time it takes. So yay! Yeah. So resolution. Whatevs. So yeah. She then goes to fight Z- Daphne. Um, Zena and Daphne's body also goes to fight. Mm. What's his name again? Anthrax. Pie face. Pie face. Um, Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron. She goes to fight him and mm. it's all very blah blah. Anyway, she wins. Blah. Yeah. And then she has to get back into her body. Now, how does she get back into her body? We need to rewind. Back to the Gabrielle I'm, and Aphrodite I'm subplot. I'm just going to say, I'm, I'm just going to go and make a cup of tea now because I hate this subplot so much that I can't bear <laughs> even to listen to it. So, you... <laughs> Knock yourself right. out. I will explain the subplot in its entirety. Okay. Gabrielle and Aphrodite are having to figure out a way to get Xena back into her body, but Aphrodite has been banned from using her powers because she'll fuck it up. 
And so they get like a a flyer for a club night, like the kind that you used to get um, when you were sitting in the student pub and like minimum wage, poor old minimum wage bastards are being sent around to give you flyers for various clubs or whatever. And it's, uh, the was it the Gemini Club? Um, Something like that. Something yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Now, in this club, we have got, it's owned by Castor and Pollux, which those of you who are students in mythology will know are not Zeus's twins, as is said in this episode. It's so annoying. Yeah. Um, the entire point of Castor and Pollux is that one of them was immortal and one of them wasn't. Like, that's the... Uh. Yeah. But whatever, whatever. And also, Xena seems to think, Xena Warrior Princess, the TV show, seems to think that twins means conjoined twins. And there's Except no... it doesn't. Except it doesn't. Because <laughs> at the beginning, where Gab- Gabrielle and Aphrodite try and get into this nightclub and the bouncer says... Uh, you know, what do you think you're doing coming in here? This is only for twins. And some identical looking twins come in, not conjoined, so just some perfectly ordinary Mm. looky-likey twins go past. So they don't have to be conjoined. But all the other dialogue acts like they fucking do. Yeah. So So they they need to go and meet up with Castor and Pollux because uh, one of them has invented a special oil which allows them their bodies to separate during battles. And it's which of Castor. them? Ha- <laughs> it's it's Castor Oil. I unbelievably I didn't get that on the first watch. I, you, you you picked that one up. It's disgusting. Um, for Dreadful. anyone who is unaware, that is not in any way the derivation of Castor Oil. Like mm. it's just a lot of shit. Um, yeah. so. so um they go to the club gemini they have to dress up as twins now to get in because they're first of all told they can't come in because they're not twins so what they do Mm. is they dress up as a pair of fucking like valkyries or something and they're so pointless so so stupid and they talk like this yeah for no reason And um, they're wearing the horned helmets and all that, and they're joined together with a sheet, right? So they're doing a, a fucking yeah. It's basically they're doing a three-legged race here, right? Yeah, and we and we know already that um, Lucy is very good at accents. We've learnt today that, that I am um, my colleague Wonko is very good at Brilliant accents. Brilliant at them, yeah. We are sadly reminded <laughs> that as good as she is at many things, including fighting and having abs, <laughs> Renee Renee's strengths do not lie in the accent. Um, direction. Well, it's a comedy Letter. bit, so they meet yeah. they meet Castor and Pollux, who unfortunately for mm. them can speak Swedish, um, or whatever. Well, who knows? The wiki says it's Swedish. Okay. So. And they they say, "Would you like to come back to our place and have some freaky sex tonight?" And they're like, "Um, yeah, yeah, okay." Because <laughs> what did they say? I don't know. Just say yes. Because they're yeah. Because Castor and Pollux are cunning linguists and that's not my joke that's from the show mm, that's from there's a lot of that kind of stuff yeah. in this bit i think at one point that the wrestling thing is referred to as lube mania yeah disgusting just yeah <laughs> so then they do some oil wrestling and their sheet comes down and they're like you're not twins I'm like okay whatever and that's then she grabs what twins are yeah <laughs> and then she grabs the oil and they run off and oh right. should i tell you another horrible bit from this 
What? Uh, Gab- Gabrielle spots the little pouch of oil and she says, it's hanging below his waist. And Aphrodite says, I noticed. It's like, no, the oil. It's like, can you not? Can you Disgusting. not Disgusting. Disgusting. Vile. Vile. Horrible. So they- Anyway, that's that horrid subplot. So they got the oil. Mm. And um, so now that the fighting's done. Oh, one thing that we've never mentioned, which is another stupid thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the how they get how they get Daphne into the evil lair is by Gabrielle k- to go taking her to the front door and saying to the goon on the front door, "This is my daughter. She's selling Junior Amazon cookies." <laughs> <laughs> That's actually one of the better bit. That's one of the better comedy bits. I think I don't I have, hate that as much. I That's want quite some. Funny. I want some fucking thin mints. <laughs> <laughs> And what what is then quite good is is Zena in the body of Daphne, so little girl doing the pressure points. It's like you've yeah. you've got twenty seconds, um, bloody bloody blah, bloody blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, the episode's pretty much over now. Uh, now that uh, Aphrodite has dragged Zena's <laughs> dead weight <laughs> along to this thing, and the we don't get to see it happening. It, the next thing that happens is that Zena back in her own body and Daphne inexplicably cured from the coma. Even without Zena's yeah. life force in her, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Essentially, Zena has just been a jumper cable in this situation. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> little jumps, little uh, jump start. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so they go, but they they find the dad, and everything's fine. And then uh, Zena's like saying goodbye to Daphne, who's like, uh, who's like, will you, will I ever see you again? And Zena's like, sure, every time you look in the mirror. And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. No, no. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> and then she's like, if I uh, if I have a daughter, I hope she's just like you. Um, Spoilers. You know, I would have I would have imagined, you know, if you have a daughter, you hope that she'll be quite like your dead son uh, yeah. or your life partner who is bringing up this baby with you or... Just literally anyone yeah. other or like Flora, who was like a sister to you. Like a sister. <laughs> who remembers Flora? No one. Right in. Um, I believe it was some kind of margarine. Um <laughs> <laughs> sponsored the London Marathon for many years. Yeah. Before yeah. people remembered that margarine is really bad for you, like much worse yeah. than butter. <laughs> so much worse for you than butter. Like anyway, yeah. whatever. So actually, speaking of butter. I've been getting into fights mm-hmm. on a Discord server that is devoted to books about uh-huh. butter. Apparently, all the Americans there think yeah. that the British habit of putting butter on sandwiches is the most wild, crazy, and disgusting thing they've ever heard of. Like, put okay. a thin layer of butter on a piece of bread, put a filling on it, and then put another piece of bread on top. This is a sandwich, Okay. Like yeah, and the, yeah. and this apparently is the the craziest thing they've ever heard of. Is it? Like, is it more what? crazy than? Oh no! Shall I, shall I start gun control discourse? No, <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> this is the craziest food related thing they've ever heard of, and they're like, they they mm. think it's not only do they think it's weird, they think it's disgusting. But they but the same people would eat bread and butter on its own, and it's like, what? How is it disgusting then? What the fuck is wrong with you? Like. So what what do they what do they say you should use instead of butter? Mayonnaise. They just, just say put put. Well, I'm not they even going to dead s- to me as I know they are <laughs> to you. <laughs> I mean, mayonnaise isn't even a food. 
It's like fucking engine cooling. Haven't we? Haven't we previously established on this um, podcast that it's they didn't? Didn't we say that they they would only be in hell in um, Fallen Angel? (laughs) There would only only be mayonnaise, no butter. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's how you know the sandwiches are hell sandwiches. (laughs) Gloppy, gloppy mayonnaise with a bit bit yellow and crusted around the edge where it's been left out too long. Disgusting. Never trust any food that is describes itself as an emulsion. That's not okay. Hollandaise is also an emulsion, and I equally wouldn't eat it. But it does get some points for being largely made with butter. I I think you will find you have used exactly the same phraseology several several episodes ago. I think that's a a vital and timely reminder of <laughs> the care. evils of, of mayo and the, you know, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And one of the people said, oh, butter, you're just adding fat. And I'm like, so what? You think mayonnaise has got less fat than butter? And it does, but a very minuscule amount less because mayonnaise yeah. is literally oil. Yeah. It's literally made of oil. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah. what the fuck ever. So then they go off into the sunset and the episode's over and it was shit. It So the episode was shit, but of all the young, I was going to say young and um, first time actors, mm. Daphne is actually pretty good. She's she's one of the better child actors we see. Yeah. And so I looked, I looked her up. I thought, whatever happened to, to this kid? Because she did okay. So I looked her up on IMDb. And it turns out not her first rodeo, um, mm-hmm. not even her first foray into the kind of Xenoverse. Yeah. Because she was in not one, not two, but four of the Hercules movies nice. that came before all of this. So, you know, she's been doing this basically from from the cradle. Yeah. So she's pretty she's pretty good. And um you you look up her uh, filmology in, in IMDB and she was in the piano. She's been in oh god I haven't haven't relooked at this since last week but she's been in some some de- really decent films so some good Kiwi stuff mm-hmm. and some there's, there's something else fairly re- oh the lovely bones so you mm. know quite respectable international yeah. stage um, she's currently starring as the Charlotte Ritchie character in the US version of Ghosts yeah so you know she kid done good yeah kid done good. There are now. Everyone has quite a varied. You know, there aren't many <laughs> actors who have you know this pure CV of you know all you know box off box office hits. Um, as I say, she she was in four Hercules movies. Uh, but <laughs> she she's, she was also in some classic Kiwi um, things. So there's a there's a film. I think it was a film, not a series that used to, used to be talked about, talked about a lot um, in the Xenoverse called Topless Women Talk About Their Lives. <laughs> that featured Dan- Danielle Cormack, our, the the late great Effany. So she was in that in some capacity. Um, hopefully not as a top, topless woman because she should have been too young. Um, a few a few other things, a few, few Kiwi series films, including. Um, so there's one one series called A Bunch of Dicks, <laughs> and that seemed to be a sequel to. And again, I've forgotten the title of the thing, but it also. It, we have to talk about Dick or don't be a Dick, <laughs> some Dick thing, and she plays two roles in that. Yeah, 
Um, <laughs> the fir- the fir- her first role is Skank with Attitude, <laughs> which I quite like. So I've, pl- I've played Daphne, I've played Charlotte Ritchie character, I've played a lovely bone, uh, I've been a piano key in the piano, um, and I've been a skank with attitude. And her other role in the same series is Horny Mourner. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she's she's got she's got chops, has Rose McIver. Classic stuff. She's got the range, yeah. darling. She's got the range. She's got the range. She's got the range. Runs the gamut of emotions from A to B. <laughs> Thanks, Dorothy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So. So that that's that's my that's my favourite um, factoid yes. of, of this of this um, episode is that Rose McIver was a skank with attitude and a horny mourner. Yeah. There you go. One of an yeah. exclusive group to have played Xena and yeah. went on. To bigger and better things. Yeah. <laughs> I particularly like Piano Key. That's my favourite role of hers. <laughs> I think she was F sharp. <laughs> anyway, so what's your rating for this episode, mate? Um, it's pretty low. I think it's probably... I think it's four. I think it's not the worst. It's, it's not the worst of all the episodes, because... You know, oh, there are some strong contenders. For, there, there are some very weak contenders for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm, I'm bumping it up for, for the kid. She's, she's pretty good. And um, there's some good, fighty Gabrielle bits. Yeah, I'm but giving it. O- overall, it's a turkey. I'm giving it four as well, and all mm. four points are for Gabrielle and the whip. So. <laughs> Man, I bet there are some fanfics out there. I bet there are, but I'm not seeking. I'm not seeking them out. That's a mistake. Holy moly, no, no. <laughs> That's so, a mistake. for the so, third time of asking, that was little pro- problems, which gave us some big problems. <laughs> yeah, and we will not watch it again. No, <laughs> quite frankly. So, what have we got coming up next week, friend? Uh, Seeds of faith. Which I believe is a proper episode. It is. It's a proper episode. Yay! It's an arc episode. It's a drama. Hooray! And so hopefully we can, we can look forward to that. Hopefully you're hearing that a week from today. This season yeah. is almost certainly going to have more week or two week long gaps because we're have we're it's, we're on the struggle bus a little bit with finding we, we times are, it's, to record. Yeah times when we're both free both have sufficient spoons and there's not a wrecking ball coming through the window of my yeah. little study yeah. yeah so so bear with us i'll i will always tell you when there's going to be a gap but like maybe seeds of faith will be next week or maybe it's in two weeks time don't know yet yeah find out one so day. yeah keep 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 an eye on the, on socials telling yeah. you when there's going to going to be a gap might be telling you on the day that you're expecting it there's yeah. going to be a gap yeah <laughs> but you, yeah. you've you've come you know what to expect from us now yeah we'll get there eventually yeah <laughs> it's all fine it's all good <laughs> right. so that was little problems and we'll see you next week for seeds of faith or in two bye weeks. <laughs> or in two weeks maybe <laughs> bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of A Bard's Eye View with me, Wonko, and her, Professor Flimflam. Follow us on Twitter at Bard's Eye Podcast and subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice. We're on 
Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Amazon and of course on the Podbean app. Feel free to leave us a review but only if it's a good one. Bye!